Hi, I'm Lauren and I'm joined by my friend Charlotte. Hello. And this is Demythifying, the podcast where two best friends talk mythology, go off on tangents and hope to bring a little bit more forgotten magic to the world. Charlotte, what do you know about your star sign? It means that I'm loyal, honest, ambitious, but I've also recently found out that it means I can be jealous, resentful and stubborn. Wait, what? What about yours? Oh, that it could potentially come from Pan, you know, son of Hermes. What are you talking about? The myth behind my star sign. I totally misunderstood what you said. Although the fourth constellation in our Gregorian calendar, Aries is known as the first constellation. Ptolemy described it as one of his 48 constellations in the second century AD. Like all of the constellations we'll be talking about either today or in the future. And for anyone who's interested, we're taking all our research pretty much from two sources, Aristophanes and Hyginus. Hyginus. I don't know, it's Latin. Hyginus probably. Hyginus. Ptolemy was Egyptian born, unsurprisingly from the name. He lived when the Roman Empire had overtaken Egypt. He's known for many things, including geographer, mathematician, astrologer, astronomer. And some of his treaties contributed to much later science. Now, Chrysomalos was a flying golden fleeced ram. I'm sure you can guess which story this fleece pops up in later. Athamas was a Greek king of the city of Orchomenus in Boeotia. He took the cloud nymph Nephele as his wife. They had two children, Priox and Hele. Athamas is a typical ancient Greek man, and his eye wandered to Eno, the daughter of Cadmus, as in Cadmus, founder of Thebes. Nephele left in anger, and drought and famine fell upon the land. Now, Eno was jealous of her new stepchildren. There are two versions of the story, one where she plotted to kill them, and one where she persuaded Athamas to sacrifice them to end the drought. I've also read that Ino deliberately damaged seeds so crops wouldn't grow as an excuse for Athamas to sacrifice his children to end the famine. Bit extreme. It's a level of petty. Nephile's spirit appeared to her children in a winged ram with a golden fleece. The ram was a child of Poseidon and the nymph Theophane. Poseidon in his primitive ram form, which I hadn't heard of before this story, carried Theophane to an island covered with sheep and turned her into a ewe so he could bang her. Because that's totally, totally rational male behaviour. Again, there are other versions that say the mother of the golden fleeced ram was someone else. So the winged ram carried Phrixus and Helle to safety. The only thing they were told was don't look down when on the ram. Helle did, and she fell and she drowned. This is where the classical name Helle's Point, modern day Dardanelles, came from. Phrixus was taken to safety to what is now modern day Georgia. I've read both that Phrixus was told to sacrifice the ram and that the deed of carrying him safely returned the ram to Poseidon. But either way, Phrixus held the golden fleece up and it was guarded. And Chrysomalus was hung in the stars as the constellation Aries. And the golden fleece became the main focus of one hero. I mean, technically he's not a hero, but anyway, we'll get to him soon and you can make your own mind up about him. There are multiple potential stories behind the constellation Taurus. 
Remember when we talked about Europa getting on the back of the Zeus bull? That's the story behind Taurus, according to Ovid and other early sources. Eratosthenes has a slightly different narrative. He said the bull went to collect her. Like an ancient Greek Uber, send it when you fancy a booty haul. Well, yeah, pretty much. Because going (laughs) and collecting Europa himself would have clearly eaten into his busy schedule of... Hang on, are we actually pausing for dramatic effect? Shh, yes. (laughs) Busy schedule of looking for other women to sleep with. Speaking of other women. Because there's always other women. Yes, always. And beautiful other women. Obviously. Obviously. Zeus turned Io into a cow to conceal her from Hera so he could sleep with her. There's a different version of Io's genealogy where she was the ancestor of both Argive and Theban royal lines. And Aristophanes thinks that Taurus could be Io because you never see the back of the bull or cow. But Taurus is a bull and Io is most definitely female, both in and out of cow form. Well, I'm ahead of you there because I've Googled and female cows can apparently have horns. So their presence of the horns are inconclusive on their own. That's so (laughs) organised. Okay, well, I see your Io and I raise you the Cretan bull because clearly I'm the monster of file here. And yes, that's a word now. Now this bull gets around. We're going to revisit King Minos when we cover Theseus because... Oh, because Minos has the labyrinth and the Minotaur and Theseus kills the Minotaur? Yes, he does. Now this is about to get super grim, super quick. Now the Cretan bull was apparently stunning to look at. (laughs) Was it beautiful? Oh, it was. So much so that Poseidon wanted it as a sacrifice. Or maybe because it's been brought forth or brought up from the sea, especially by him, especially to be sacrificed. Because male gods like beautiful women and being worshipped? Well, they have their priorities in order, that's for sure. For reasons unfortunately only he knows, Minos failed to sacrifice said bull. And in anger, and I don't even want to say this, Poseidon made Minos's wife fall in love with the bull. And with the help of a rather ingenious inventor, who we will also meet later, well, you know. Actually, would you like to guess who said inventor is? No. I don't know. (laughs) Well, think about the labyrinth. Do you remember who built the labyrinth? No. Daedalus. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember that at all. Okay. But yes, the Minotaur is is Patifei's love child with the bull. Like they build a contraption so that she can help have relations with said bull. Yeah, that exactly is, is what Daedalus does for her. She asks him to help enable said relations hmm. <laughs> I don't I know. know what to say to that really I told to my boyfriend about this when we were walking around the British Museum and I was like do you know where the Minotaur came from and he just looked at me really disgusted and thankfully there was not really anyone else around listening to our conversation <laughs> so you know it, it's disgusting uh, so the bull is seemingly oblivious to its parental duties and it went about living its best bovine bachelor life on Crete until Heracles collects it as one of his labours. He was eventually slain by Theseus. And we'll come to that when we cover Theseus. That's pretty much all I remember from the Minotaur, to be honest, that it's slain by Theseus and there's some string involved. Kills. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Theseus, Theseus kills his dad as well. Now's a good time for me to talk about Gemini 
As I mentioned, when we discussed Zeus's relationship dramas, Leda had two sons, Castor and Pollux, or Polydux, depending on if you want the Latin or the Greek name. Oh yeah, you said that Pollux was usually the son of Zeus and he was immortal. Exactly. Another name, or rather a collective name for the twins, was the Discori. They surpassed all others in brotherly love because they never competed with each other for anything. Even power? Because that's really unusual from my experience of Greek myths. Even power. And there are some sources like Homer and Hesiod that say the twins were both mortal. There is no one specific myth that earned them their place in the stars. It's simply this brotherly love. And they turn up in quite a few different myths, don't they? Aren't they both Argonauts? They are. They also rescue Helen when she's kidnapped by Theseus. Actually, an event the twins were involved in was part of the build-up to the Trojan War. The twins had had a fallout with two of their cousins and were biding their time to take revenge. When Paris was visiting, the twins left to enact their revenge of stealing cows from their cousins. And then the cousins left to go home and Helen was left alone with Paris. Pollux was the twin responsible for letting the cows out of the paddock and Castor kept watching a tree. The cousin Idas and Lysias. Lynceus arrived home and Lynceus, who could see in the dark, he was named after the lynx, saw Castor in the tree and worked out their plan. I'm guessing this didn't go well, did it? Not especially. Idas fatally wounded Castor and he called out to Pollux to warn him. Pollux killed Linoseus and thankfully before Idas could kill Pollux, Zeus threw a lightning bolt at him, which killed him and saved his son. There's a few nice instances of Zeus stepping up to daddy duties finally and saving his kids. And that's better late than never, right? Absolutely. Pollux returned to his dying brother and Zeus gave him a choice. He could go on and live on Mount Olympus or he could transfer half his immortality to Castor. And I'm sure you can guess which one he chose. Oh, he chose the latter. He did. And each other then spent half their time in the underworld and half of their time in Olympus. They became emblems of immortality and death. I know in some myths, Poseidon awarded them horses and the power to save shipwrecked men. He did. They became patrons of sailors and travellers, and they were invoked for favourable winds. And they had also been known for horse riding and boxing and became patrons of athletes. The boxing comes up in the stories about the Argonauts, so you'll hear about that when we get there. There are a few other theories about who Gemini could be, but honestly, I'd rather ignore those because no one fits it better than the Dioscuri. Michelle, I'm so upset we didn't get to my star sign yet. Oh, we'll definitely get there soon. Do you promise? Pinky promise. us today follow us on instagram at demythifying the podcast for more olympus-based content and if you're liking what we're doing please rate us and subscribe see you again next time and check us out wherever you get your podcasts i've been charlotte she's been lauren goodbye and together we've been demythifying